So, anyone who's familiar with that music knows that that's the theme behind all the Marvel movies. And any of you that are from Ohio know of the Kosai building at, in Columbus, Ohio. At Kosai, currently till I believe the end of May, is a Marvel Universe of Superheroes exhibit that pretty much gives you practically the history of Marvel, suits, maybe even some weapons from some of the Marvel movies, and just an entire recap of Marvel itself. Now, that exhibit, even though Kosai is a bit pricey, that exhibit is definitely worth seeing. And any of you that do frequent the Hero, Room, the Hero Realm group page, I did post roughly about 40 pictures or so from the exhibit of the 150 pictures I took. So, but yeah, I think it's got, I mean, Captain America costume, Falcon, Nick Fury, a bust of Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> and all of these costumes were pretty much used in the Marvel movies themselves. So again, definitely worth taking a look. And now, on to the shows. So starting off with Superman and Lois, we've got a couple weeks worth to go over because kind of missed last week. <laughs> but schedules and life happens. Yeah. So, this episode was titled, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon. So, this episode is basically just centering around the fact of Sarah's quinceanera. Right. Which, of course, birthday-wise, that's Spanish 15th birthday. Right. For anyone who's not familiar with that. See. <laughs> yes. See. So, mainly... A lot of it is also... Now, did Jonathan end up getting that drug the week before? Yeah, he was starting to take it before. Okay. And this is when people are starting to find out that he's... Well, you know. Yeah. So they find out he's getting powers. Mm-hmm. But he blames it on the fact that he's becoming like his brother. Right. That he got them naturally instead of through drugs. Yeah. And I think, in a way, except for just not wanting to really admit the fact that just being a backup quarterback, I think he's just, I think he's in a bit of a jealousy phase with Jordan and the powers and also being beat out of the starting quarterback job just because of a drug. Yeah. But it's still, but besides that, after all that goes through, the Quinceanera is actually being hosted by the Kents in their barn, which I think the party itself actually referenced Dirty Dancing a little bit. Mm -hmm. But besides that, everything's running smoothly, and then Sarah sees her dad talking with some bartender chick. Yeah. Kind of brings me vibes from about the last bit of the first season of Walker. Oh. Which. We'll, yeah. We'll, <laughs> yeah. We talk about that show. Right. <laughs> well, we used to. We don't yeah. need to anymore. But you could have us talking about the Winchesters when it starts, whenever that ends up being. Yeah. 
so hopefully the supernatural prequel will be just as good as right. super as supernatural so yeah and then things pretty much go sideways at the quinceanera after that little detail and other than the fact that Clark was finally able to capture Bizarro and cook him to the fortress to get some answers, that's pretty much how the episode ends. Yeah. Nope. Yep. It's a pretty quiet episode. Oops. Yeah. And my, let me open up. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> my phone. That's weird. Okay. So then in the uh, next episode, titled Tired and True, Tried and True, sorry, uh, directed, by the way, by Amy Jo Johnson, If for all of you who know... <laughs> former pink power ranger of the first few seasons yes so every wonder if she was working at the sit go huh. she's not she's directing right so in this one um clark is talking to his bizarro half and it was a he, the bizarro superman warns that there's this pendant out there that Allie, the girl who's like leading this cult is mm-hmm. trying to get her hands on there's two pendants and if she gets her hands on both of them she's she'll have a godlike power that Superman's not even strong enough to stop. Right. So Bizarro Superman is trying to kill her before she can get her hands on it. So that's really his whole mission is to stop her from becoming this evil Mm -hmm. God. So, and he's, and you know, he's trying to kill anybody that gets in his way. So that's why his, he's doing what he's doing. Um, and then we find out later on that, um, What's his name? The uh, Lana's husband. Was um, Kyle. Yeah, I keep yeah forgetting names. Go figure. Yeah, <laughs> the um, he's you know goes tries to apologize to her about his affair, and she you know doesn't really want to talk about it right now. She eventually at the end tells him that he's got to move out. That she just can't deal with it right now. So. Yeah, that's not good. And then, meanwhile, Jordan and Jonathan have her... He finds out that the um, what he was taking was the ex-Kryptonite and not natural powers like he has. Right. Giving him his super ability. Um, so, you know, that's not good either. Right. Um, and then what else happened? Oh, there you uh, And then the end of the episode... Um, Superman gets arrested and charged for treason because he goes to North Korea, was it? He went to, I think it was the first episode of the season, he went to North Korea and saved the sub that was in danger. And then he did, again, he went to another country and saved from an avalanche. Right. So he's, you know... But I think what it is, is Anderson can't deal with the fact that even though Superman is telling the truth that even though the Bizarro is technically him, it's not him. Right. And, I mean, the lady that mentioned to Anderson about the fact when he was about to go to the memorial for the soldiers that had been killed, didn't she say that whereas, um, what's his name? Lois and Lana are... Lois and Lucy's father, mm-hmm. that he never had a problem with Superman, but Anderson does. Well, yeah. See, because he's family. Right. So now this new guy doesn't get the 
the concept here. So right. He, of course, he thinks Superman should only be um, aligned with the United States and not worry about what's going on in the rest of the world. And was it really a good a good idea to send Superman while in a coma to where his brother is being held as well? Yeah, so that's where it ends. <laughs> that's how he, Superman gets imprisoned with his brother, Tauroll, right? That's his name? Tauroll, yeah. Tauroll. So now that's going to have to deal with this in, in the next episode, them two in the same prison. Right. But, so. yeah, I think that's it for the that episode. Yeah, a couple somewhat quiet episodes, but apparently Anderson knew how to deal with Superman with using the kryptonite. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, getting a power weakened, yeah. Right. So that's a good thing. Like we've discussed before about keeping kryptonite around just in case something yeah. happens, like, you know. But uh, in a case like this, it's more just the fact that, I mean, yes, it's technically Superman versus Superman, but one of them is Bizarro. Right. Which makes me wonder... So would the kryptonite work on him if he's everything opposite? Well, the thing is, technically, even though I remember from the animated Bizarro not being Kryptonian... Did he not say in this past episode that the Yellow Sun weakens him, whereas with Superman, it strengthens him? Yeah, so... So if, if kryptonite weakens Superman, you would think, in theory, kryptonite should strengthen Bizarro. And also that, it'd probably be the fact that for Bizarro... The the yellow sun would probably weaken him, whereas the red sun would probably strengthen him. Right. Yeah. That would, if he's the opposite, that, right? And he he said that the yellow sun does weaken him. So, but the uh, question is: Is he from a kryptonite from another universe, or a krypton from another universe? I don't know. We haven't they haven't really talked about that yet. Well, I mean, Naomi, kind of, Naomi has now delved into the multiverse. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah. We'll which we'll that. get into here in a few minutes. Yeah. I don't know. I guess there's a lot, there's a lot of questions. Yeah. So I think that's everything for Superman Lois. Yep. So next in the lineup, in the lineup, the lineup, the lineup is Naomi. So we've at least gotten some questions answered throughout these past few weeks, but we've also been left with more questions. So this one pertains to. And I'm actually going to go with the synopsis to delve more into this. But first of all, the episode before this, Naomi was being tracked by a bounty hunter who was going to take them back to, I think they said, Earth-29? Yes. So, as we did just say, Naomi has delved into the multiverse a little bit. Right. Which does prove that even though we thought the multiverse was destroyed back in Crisis, mm-hmm. there's still traces of it. Mm-hmm. But the synopsis for this episode, for this episode, Shadow Ridge, with Naomi still shaken by her terrifying encounter with the bounty hunter, Dee continues training her on controlling her thoughts and emotions, and therefore her powers. The class sets off on an exciting week-long camping excursion. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> So first we get a ghost story from that. And we have a point where Nathan and Naomi are practically on a date watching The Matrix. And then they also track who they think is the ghost story person. They find a guy that likes to make cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs) True. And from that, they 
backtrack even more to where the guy ends up getting arrested. And they find out that the story is is practically, as of now, just a story. Right. But with the fact of the camping excursion and not really dealing much with the main plot at all, that's really about that hit from that episode. Yeah. But I think your episode pretty much has a little more, especially with a certain laboratory right. that yeah, we know. Yes, so we, we've saw in the preview for this episode that they were going to mention Star Labs. Well, we get to see it, although it's not the Star Labs that we know. Right. Um, but in this episode, uh, Naomi and Annabelle, they go back to the mill because they wanted to look for clues to find out more about her background, and they find a piece of her spaceship. Yeah. So they take it to Star Labs to have some tests run on it. And it was at, at here that they find out that it's from a different Earth, and Earth 29, and they can't pinpoint kind of where it's at, but that's where they become into the multiverse that this is, yeah, she's from a different Earth. Uh, but meanwhile, this is going on. Um, uh, D meets with the mercenary because he's trying to find clues about his wife or girlfriend or something. Mm -hmm. And he finds out that the mercenary is wearing part of her ring and that she said that he told her that he said that she was dead. So later they come, he comes back with backup and fights the guy to get the ring. Mm -hmm. So he's now got a mission to try to find out what really happened to to uh, Quayala, I think it was her name. I think it was Kwama, or Kwama, one of the two. It's a Q, Q-Y-E-A-L-A. However you say it. We'll say Kila. <laughs> Tequila? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's a little bit drunk. So, yeah, so now he's got working on that. But meanwhile, back, um, Zubata to- tells uh, Naomi... Uh, stay away from Star Labs. Uh, You don't want to be there. Right. Uh, Well, she doesn't listen to him. She goes back there anyway. And then um, Dr. Bell, who's running the place, kind of traps her inside and starts to, like, blast her with this energy source, Mm -hmm. I guess, to steal her energy. And she tries to fight it first, but then it it kind of overpowers her. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Zumbato comes in and, and saves her. And that's how that one ends. Okay. So now we got now we're now who we think Zumbato is kind of like the bad guy. Now he's saving her, so maybe he's not the bad guy. Like I told, I had this theory. Maybe it was her father, right? From whatever from Earth twenty nine. So yeah, still even with a lot of um, a lot of questions, right? Because now we don't now now evidently Star Labs is bad. Where we know from Flash, it's not. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. But the scientist in the lab, I mean, I know it's not, but doesn't she look a lot like Dr. Jace from Black Lightning? Yeah, okay. I can see that. Yeah, so this one's, her name's Dr. Bell. Right. Yeah, so that's, yeah, not what she's planning on, but she's evidently not good. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that does it for Naomi. Yeah. So, on to Legends. And then Batwoman. And now we're going to take a short break from the podcast to pretty much go over a way that you can help us. Now, with a small or large monthly donation, you can help us to bring this keep bringing this podcast to you every week, or mainly whenever we can record. Yeah. 
because schedules have been clashing a bit the past few weeks. But mainly just the fact that we've got pretty much what all working equipment now, mm -hmm. more or less. But we do still want to live stream at some point, and mainly, like I've said before, with live streaming, just making it so we can make it not just about us, and there goes the phone, but make it about you, the viewers, or listeners as well. So, like I said before, with a small or large monthly donation, you can help us to keep bringing this to you. So now on to the last two episodes of this season of Legends. Yes, this previous episode titled Too Legit to Quit has, uh, if you remember from the previous episode that uh, Gideon was stabbed by um, Robot Astra. Mm -hmm. And so now this they go back into Timeship to try to revive her and they reactivate Computer Gideon in reminder of Protocol 267, which prohibits her from harming herself. So she then has to heal herself essentially her other gideon yeah which our theory on her getting uploaded into the robot gideon was wrong <laughs> yeah I, I thought that's what that would happen they would upload her back in there and she would because her her body was dying right they would upload her conscience back into the other gideon it would override it but that didn't happen <laughs> but anyway so they fix well she heals computer gideon heals other gideon yeah and they and computer gideon says she instead of killing the legend she would spare them if they retire and then that way then gideon computer gideon would run the time would be the time master so right. the legends of course are skeptical so they so they the gideons devise a plan or that they say they're going to show all the legends a glimpse of their future to show them that they are not going to be killed Right. And so each of them gets to see pictures of her, or, you know, what they've been doing and how their life is going. So I believe we had Nate writes a book. Ava and Sarah are parents. Yep. Um, Astra is a political figure or something. She's like running for president or something. Some uh, Senator, I think. Senator, yeah. And Spooner goes back to 1920s Texas. Yeah, I forget that she's from the past. Right. Well, we've only have we had anyone else that well, Zari and Bayrod from a different time. Well, then the one, um, Jemiah, um, is her name? I can't remember. For a couple seasons ago, the one that hold the whole totem. Oh, Amaya. Amaya. She was from the past, and then she had to go back into the past. True. In order to keep time flowing. Going. Yeah. So anyway, so then yeah, they all find out what they've been doing and they just they all agree to mm -hmm. retire and just go their separate ways and then computer gideon and gideon would be the time master they said one one ai and one captain would run the ship right that's all they needed so then they each get a they manufacture keys so they can each come and visit have like a party mm -hmm. know, visit each other every so often they all set up a meet time to come together and gary stays with Gideon right. and Gideon. So Gary stays on the ship with Gideon. Um, but and he gets blasted out. Yeah, they're locked by the robot Computer Gideon. Gideon sees that the love between them two could be a weakness. Right. Stop in, you know, in, in fixing time. So Computer Gideon ejects uh, Gary into the time, or into the, uh, the temporal zone. 
and tells regular Gideon that he decided to leave. So that was it, and it was his decision to not stay on the ship. And also, uh, uh, Gwen, who um, they promised the, his boyfriend Alan to come back. He, you know, they they bring him back, so he thinks everything's okay, but he he realizes something's up. And come to find out, he finds out that Alan was a clone. Right. And then Gideon and the computer Gideon talking to each other saying you had to make a clone because uh, Alan's death is a fixed point, so it cannot be stopped. So in order to save him, you could not have saved him. So that's why they made the a clone. Right. And hopefully he wouldn't have figured it out. But you see, he did figure it out. Yeah. So now, you know, leading into the next episode, this that's going to be an issue. Now... If you go back to the beginning of Legends and think, now, if Red Patton convinced and practically reprogrammed Gideon to help the Legends instead of working against them, do you think she would have been an evil version much sooner? Mm, maybe. So... Anyways, going into the next episode, which is the final finale of the season, being titled Knocked Down, Knocked Up. Should give me a clue right there. Yeah. So the first thing we find out after Gary returns from Temporal Zone and everything, after playing with some cavemen for however long, the first thing he figures out from after the after the legends plan to try to Stop Gwen from doing what he's from doing what he's doing. Meant well, is talking with Sarah and finds out that she's pregnant, which we technically know if it's lesbians, unless you get a sperm sample from a donor, it's biologically impossible. Right. That's yeah. That's like they were talking to Mike because when they were first starting drinking uh, apple juice, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, obviously neither one has been. Um, implanted with you know have been impregnated right um, through you know of artificial insemination yeah so i'm like well, why i mean yeah, i don't know well is... for one both of us completely forgot that sarah is part alien now yes and obviously it only all, all it takes is love and any any dna so which in their case kiss, kissing with the changing of the saliva so mixing in with the connect the, the love uh, pheromone all gets this species pregnant and yeah you forget yeah. that she's part alien yeah because when you think about it yes it could have happened to ava but then again she's not part alien she's it's a clone yeah or the prime of all the other ava clones that are on that one planet yeah so and apparently sarah's species impregnates by kissing more yeah. or less now <laughs> if that's the case, what kind of protection would you have to use? Um, I don't think there's any such thing as a mouth condom, is there? <laughs> I'm sure there is. I'm sure somewhere there is. Most likely. You could always use a... Uh, take a rat. What were those, uh, those fruit things? You would peel the thing off of it, and it would be like a... It had like little designs in it. You would cut out and eat it like a... Fruit. Oh, uh, fruit roll-up. Fruit roll-up. One of those things you could just put around... You know, because I it had like a little strip of uh, plastic you would yeah. peel, peel off of it. Then you could just put those around your face. <laughs> they even still make fruit roll ups. 
They do. Like, I haven't had that in forever. I know at least at Walgreens we have combo packs that have fruit by the foot, fruit roll-ups, and gushers. Oh, oh my god, I remember that. Whoa, this is taking me back. <laughs> I got like a 90s nostalgia trip going on right now. You know, there actually is a Facebook group titled, I was a 90s kid. Oh, I love, I love 90s stuff. Yeah, there's, oh, there's the phone right, yeah. right on cue. <laughs> right. So let's get back to this episode. Uh, so mainly, the main synopsis for the episode, though, which doesn't mention the pregnancy at first, but Gideon is horrified when AI Gideon tells her about Gary. The legends realize that Gwen has broken the treaty. Sarah keeps an important secret from Ava because she doesn't know how she will react. So, mainly what has, what has happened is after Gwen realized that the Alan that he was speaking with was a clone, he decides to go back to World War One, and not knowing that Alan's death is a fixed point, places the dead clone spot in the field and goes to try to bring back the real Alan. Well, that doesn't work thanks to a gunshot that ends up killing Gwen in the process. Yeah, because I remember being a fixed point that there's someone out there protecting Which, it. I mean, I was expecting when they were at a fixed point, I was expecting the, the picture to show up that we saw back in the two episodes that had Eobarthon. But yeah, apparently there's, of course, different fixers. What, Nate? Muscled Nate? No, the yeah. guy from the bar. Oh, okay. But, well, Muscled Nate would have been nice to see again, but um, speaking of which, technically Nate has now been axed from the show. Yeah, more or everybody's less. just... It's like the only original cast member now is Sarah. Yeah, because Mick left at the beginning of the season. Yeah, it's like everybody's getting replaced. Right. But, yeah, mainly they... Realize what they're doing. They do figure out how to get from the fixed point being changed. And they pretty much save Gwen and whatever else. But did you see, even though Sarah's only like, what, maybe two days into the pregnancy and she's already emotional? Mm-hmm. So I wonder how long this... I would almost see this pregnancy being maybe as long as the one from One Division. Yeah. Which was, what, like a day? But, yeah, and mainly they do meet up with the fixer for this time period, which ends up being the guy that was in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> but also, I was almost thinking when he was playing around a golf, I thought it was maybe Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah. But no, his name is Mike, who is actually the hero Booster Gold, which... Wasn't really my expectation that that would have been Booster Gold. But when Astra, Spooner, and Gideon come back with the Wave Rider, he takes off with it. Yeah. So I'm just wondering are they going to be stranded again? Well, no, they get the Wave Rider back, but now they're under arrest. Yeah. Because you think, you know. It's not going to end 
It's going to be a cliffhanger. Right. Because every time there's a cliffhanger. And it always happens in like literally the very last minute. You think mm-hmm. you think it's going to be like, oh, we're wrapping everything up and then bam. Yeah, but like we said with Nate being axed from the show, his steel composition was rusted out by mustard gas. <laughs> yeah. So. And now everybody is pretty much going to be powerless. Right, like, because. Like, everybody started with like a special power pretty much. And then now like there's no one has superpowers. Everybody is just them. Yeah, because Sarah, her invulnerability has now been. Because of the baby. Right. And now Nate and then. Sorry, they don't have the totem anymore because now Nate has it. Right. Well, I think one of them still wears it, but they can still use it even if Nate is living in it. Because he, she gave him her totem, and then he took it with him. Remember? Yeah, and but it just, I think it just blinked out. Yeah, but at one point the totem split into oh, does, two. Does, does um, Bayros still have one? I think so. Okay. Well, for now, yeah, it'll eventually disappear too. <laughs> But because when we start, when the show started seven seasons ago, we had Sarah who didn't necessarily have any superpowers except for just her training from League of Assassins. Yeah. And then, of course, we had Hawkman and Hawkgirl. They, the Atom. Um, Mick and Snart. And was that it? Because Nate didn't come until season two. You said Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Yeah, and then Rip and... Yeah, and Rip didn't have any superpowers either. No, he just kept on saying that they were messing with the timeline too much. But yeah, and then a review from one person who gave this episode—I uh, don't know what they gave it—but mainly his review though says, "I knew when Mick left the show that it was only a matter of time before Nate got the axe as well." Mm-hmm. The show seems to systematically eliminating each and every straight white man on it. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, although... Well, Snart's actor was gay. Yeah, Snart was gay. He was white male, but he was gay. And we know that Ray, that we know that Brandon Routh wasn't gay, because he's married to Courtney Ford in mm-hmm. real life and in the show. And then, it's really hard to deny at this point and find the whole thing very disturbing. Coupled with the fact that the only remaining OG legend, Sarah, is mm-hmm. clearing being set up for her own exit. Oh, uh, I hope not. I would totally be I would totally I would be totally fine if they end the show now. Uh, Which I hope not because of the cliffhanger. Well yeah, they will, yeah, but I don't want Sarah to go. Right. Except for the cer- unceremonious exit they gave to the actor with the third most episodes in the entire series, of course. Who? I'm guessing Nate. Oh yeah. It... But yeah, because with this episode ending the way it did, I mean, being arrested for time crime, times against crime, or crime against time. <laughs> times against crime. Yeah. What time crimes may be talking about? The couple times that they've gone through and tried to change a fixed point? I mean, they've done so much. <laughs> I mean, they've, for, of course, aberrations being created, the whole supernatural stuff. Um, and just about everything else. Yeah, killing Vandal, killing Vandal Savage, which he's fine with where he's at now. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, but I mean, the only real crime against time is pretty much the two fixed points, the fixed really. Points, yeah. Because we had the one with World War Two, Franz Ferdinand, and, and the, then because of in this one, because Alan had to, to die in order for Gwen to create. 
time, time machine. Yeah. Time travel had to be created because of his death. And we do remember that technically at first, if the legends had taken the time machine to begin with, they would have most likely died. Right. So now for the ending of the seasons of legends, will you rate it? I mean, it's the, it's, it's one of my favorites. So I, I'm, I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. It's, one of the like the, I still it's one of my favorite. It's become like my favorite show. Mm-hmm. Like it, a Flash was always that way, but ever since the Flash is focusing less on the Flash, and now just trying to talk everything out and, and try to and because yeah, it's talking everything out and focusing too much on secondary characters that can't carry the show. Legends has like moved into my top spot of of CW shows. Now before Flash, well of course Arrow was the only other the only other show before flash but i'd have to still i'd have to say even though i still love flash legends would probably have to have moved in to my top spot as well with this season because technically even though we had the instance that technically they were just jumping from time to time time period to time period with being stranded every now and again Mm -hmm. It just added a little more to the show, especially with technically the main the main villain technically being one of their own. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it was a Gideon that was reprogrammed by Bishop, but still. And because I like, I feel like Superman, Lois, uh, Batwoman, and, and Naomi don't follow the same uh, storytelling as like Supernatural, The Flash, and Legends, because with those the the latter three they have an overarching storyline mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a monster of the week kind of show and sort of like the formula of supernatural right that's what they'll have you know the one episode devoted to fighting something right but there's an overarching story so every every few episodes they focus on this main story mm-hmm. and then they'll go back and do a side story side mission side mission side mission back to main story that's like my i like how they do that and i feel like those three shows do can do that well, but I feel like with the other three, the first three I mentioned, they don't do that. There's no side to take you. You know, it's all like this is your storyline, and we're going to focus on that the entire time, and it could get boring because right. you're like, all right, you're, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, and that's why you get these filler episodes of nothing happening. But with Supernatural's case, the you would say, okay, well, here, you know, they're dealing, like, the first season. They're trying to, they're trying to find their dad. That's the main storyline. Right. And each episode, okay, here, that's now Wendigo, you know, demon. And so each, they're fighting something, and then they'll go back to the main story. It keeps, it keeps it interesting. It keeps it fun. Instead of just, like, how, I mean, Superman and Lois can get boring because it's, like, it's just the one storyline, and there's nothing else to distract you. And it's, like, can something else happen for a change? Yeah, because even when you think about Supernatural, besides just the fact of searching for their dad in the first season, they also had Dad's Journal. Yeah. Which we didn't see a lot in further seasons until I think a point when it came back in the final season. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, as long as you have the filler episodes in there, that at least keeps your attention, aside like, from the Allegra episode last season. Well, yeah, that was awful. Right. But, you know, you, you get, like, yeah, you have your main story, and then, you have like a villain of the week for a few episodes and mm-hmm. you'll go back to your main story. That's flash does it. Legends does it. And supernatural did it. And I, that's why those three are like my top three. And then right. all these others, they don't follow that same pattern and they just have, you got your main villain 
and there's really no other side villains. You're focusing on that one villain the whole time, and it can get very boring. Like you'll have good episodes, but in between, you're like, like literally nothing is happening. <laughs> like, but I mean, also aside from season six of Flash, you gotta like, especially how with the crossovers, they don't necessarily follow the same story as the rest of the season, but they have their own, they have their own, their own story. Yeah, like the crossover is its own entity. It's its own. Because, and you have the fact that each season, it also added one of the shows yeah, that had like practically that. been added to yeah. the Arrowverse. Because first you just had Arrow and Flash, then you had Flash, Arrow, and Legends, and then Supergirl following and in the Invasion crossover. Mm, yeah. And then even just Crisis on Earth X. Elseworlds, I'd like the fact that the Legends technically were invited for that one, but they mm -hmm. had other stuff going on mm -hmm. with Constantine's time loop. Which time loop episodes are also always fun. I like those, yeah. And then, of course, the biggest one of all being Crisis. Mm -hmm. Now, between now, I know we did say that nothing could really top Crisis, but would you say that Armageddon may have been a close second? Um, I, I liked... Which one was Armageddon? That was this most recent, this most recent one, Flash. That was the five episode. Oh yeah, no, I, I know it's. I'm still going. Of course, uh, that one number two for me was. Hmm. I don't know. We'd have to go back and through and look at them. Yeah, I know there's one YouTuber that just ranked all the crossovers in a video yesterday, which yeah. I haven't watched yet. But I mean, I still think nothing could come. Close to crisis, but oh, yeah, but honestly, I would say maybe either maybe either Elseworlds mm -hmm. or Armageddon as a close second, but maybe more Elseworlds just because that's where the monitor first came in. Yeah. So, well, in terms of twenty-one minutes worth of legends, I yeah, think that's it covers it. Yeah. So I don't know when they're going to be back. If it's going to be a uh, fall. Or mid-season, who knows? We'll find out. Yeah, because we'll find out in May when the schedules get released. Yeah, because of course it kind of threw us off guard when it came a month later. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're back already. Yeah. So that's everything for Legends. And now to top everything else off, we have the final two episodes of Batwoman season three. Yes, the uh, episode "We're All Mad Here" starts out with Alice having hallucinations, seeing Mouse and Ocean. And of course, they're dead. So yes. yeah, she's she's starting to come to the realization of she wants to use, of course, the joy buzzer on her to get rid of Beth because she's had it that she wants to go back to being or Beth. She wants of Alice. She wants to go back to being Beth and get rid of Alice because she just wants to go back, you know, live a normal life and is tired of being mentally unstable. Yeah, and that's the. At the beginning of the episode, her hallucination of using the joy buzzer on herself. Yeah, that's what you see. You think, oh, she's using herself. She walks out of the courtroom. She's declared mentally sane now that she's cured. Of course, it's all a big hallucination. Yes. Um, and meanwhile, Mary is visiting the family of the guy she killed when she was poison ivy. Mm -hmm. And she finds out that Alice took the blame for his death. And so Mary just kind of goes along with it says yeah that's that's it that's you know that's what happened so she doesn't you know she's just kind of seeing that maybe it, alice really does want to go back to being beth and not become 
continue to be the mad, crazy person she is. Um, uh, meanwhile, um, Batwoman is, they're trying to come up with a, a way to get the joy buzzer from Marcus. Um, but he's now got his mom. He abducts his mom putting, and has them sit around the uh, Black Glove Society, which really had just had the black mask. I mean, <laughs> couldn't have gotten so a So we have black mask, then black glove. Yep. So what's next? Black foot? Sure. Black <laughs> shoe? I don't know. So they're sitting, you know, he's sitting around and killing up all these people. Um, and then um, you find out later that the bus that was run, that ran um, Alice and well, Beth and um, Kate's car off the road, their mom. He was, that was, the, he was in that bus, bus with but the it Joker. was Joker that the Joker was, was driving, driving it. it. And he was in the bus. So he's like, it's fate that we were to meet, you know, mm-hmm. for with Alice. And then um, but before um, Marcus can kill Jada, Batwoman arrives and fights him off. And um, that's this, this was it this episode or the episode before that she finds out that she's Batwoman. It was the episode before. It was the episode, okay, yeah. That Jada because finds out. the fact that Jada walks into yeah, Sophie's right. apartment and. I'm going to see Sophie yeah. make it. <laughs> so now, yeah, okay, so she already knew at this point. So Batwoman comes in and saves her. Um, and then he fights, and then, so she fights off Marcus and gets Jada free and also one of the other members of the uh, Black Love Society. Yeah, and I think it was Barbara Keene Bar- was the other. Yeah. And so now... Um, Back at now, back that Alice is back in the Arkham, she's hallucinated again. And then Mary comes there, and she did really Mary. And she tells Mary that she told Marcus about the Bat Cave. And then you see him going down into the Bat Cave, and mm-hmm. now he's got access to everything that Batwoman and Batman ever had down right. there. All the weapons, all the technology. Yeah. Because now they're, that's how that went. So it leads us into the next episode. Which is titled, We Having Fun Yet? So, Batwoman and a panicked bat team must race against the clock as Marcus' nefarious plan balloons into something Gotham would never have suspected, a final standoff between brother and sister. So, mainly this is the fact that roughly at the beginning of the episode, Marcus practically streams over all of Gotham that in five hours, he will reveal Batwoman's identity. Whereas what he's actually doing is going to drop a vat of acid rain throughout the entire Ooh. city. Which, as we find out, was the Joker's original plan. Right. So the question is, how's this going to go over? For the Bat team, not very well. Yeah. But did you ever know that Batman had a blimp, though? Mm-mm. Don't know where he gets stores all these things. Yeah, because that was the bat blimp. The bat blimp. Yeah. And we also come to find out that the only thing that Marcus didn't have access to was Batman's vault of the weapons that he took from villains that he'd faced. Right. 
Which, did we ever see them actually acquire Penguin's Umbrella? It was in there. I remember <laughs> seeing it at the end of the last episode. Um, or, or the last season. Right. The previous last season, when it was one of the things floating around in that lake. Yeah, because we had that along with just technically a bit of Poison Ivy, wasn't it? Yeah, Poison Ivy was coming up, yeah. So, yeah, because I never that, remember... That, the hat. Yeah, because I never remembered them acquiring Penguin's Umbrella. No, but yeah, I remember seeing it. It was one of the things that was floating around there. Right. So I knew it was part of there. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they, they use it to hypnotize everyone. Right. To and have them flee. We, yeah. Which, good way of saving people, but... Yeah. <laughs> hypnotize. Run. Okay. Yeah. Kind of wish Marcus would have seen the thing and just jump out of the blimp and practically kill himself. Yeah, but... that would have been a lot easier. But... Yeah, and then they could actually use the droid buzzer on Alice. Right. That's what I was saying. Like, use it on Alice and just shoot Marcus. Like, right. Who cares? <laughs> oh, we got to save everybody. Yeah, but when you really think about it, and I think what Marcus said with the fact of Jada not really loving Ryan, I think he kind of hit that home pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about it, Jada didn't even know Ryan really until later in this season when she saw that she was actually Batwoman. Right. Other than that, she really, I mean, she said she always loved Ryan, but I was actually watching that clip a few days ago. And it's like, if you really did, then why pretend? Right. So, but yeah, mainly we get the result of everyone being saved. Did the blimp actually crash into the lake, or did it hit some of Gotham? It exploded in some desolate area of town. Because I'm trying to figure out from that final scene exactly what happened. Yeah, there were they they sent it to they said it was the most desolate part of town that they sent it to, and it exploded like right over it. So hopeful. I mean, you would think that it was spared most people. Yeah, because from what we saw at the very end when that news report was going on and then some creature pretty much... Like a zombie. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the toxic, the acid rain bombs caused people to mutate? Yeah, I was saying, it could, it's that, what, you know, what, did somebody get mutated and now the next, next villain next season will be that zombie creature we saw at the end? Or maybe some sort of society called the Black Shoe Society or something. Oh, yeah. The Black Zombies. <laughs> yeah, just maybe maybe there's more than one. So maybe maybe it created like a whole army of undead like creatures like that. I don't know. So we'd have what? The Walking Dead of Gotham? Pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, this was pretty much your typical season finale, obviously. With a cliffhanger just in case the show does get renewed. Which, yeah, I, I never liked that. Like, if you, I, okay, a lot of they, they'll do that. Shows will do that. They'll leave you in a cliffhanger. So, hey, you have to renew us because we got questions to answer. But if they don't, then the fans are like left wondering well, what happens next. So that's like I wish if a show gets canceled with a cliffhanger, the network should allow them to produce one final episode. It could be like a, a special two hour long episode to wrap up any loose ends because I hate being left on a cliffhanger from a show that gets canceled and you never know what happened. Yeah, because right now we have the fact of Mia still trying to find William. <laughs> yeah, we'll never know because <laughs> that show's over. And again, I'm going to say, Disney and ABC and Fox, if you're listening to this, 
Bring back Agent Carter and The Gifted. I don't even remember how The Gifted. I know it ended on a cliffhanger, but I don't even remember. Um, Blank coming out through a portal when she was thought to be dead. That's right. Yeah, Tracker Dude and Portal Girl. <laughs> Tracker Dude and Portal Girl. That's right. The spinoff. That could be the spinoff. Yes. <laughs> and only that with, 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 with Agent Carter. If they could bring it back, Haley Atwell wouldn't be at the sitcom. Yeah, we could actually find out how Shield was started. Right, like, that was the, the whole point of the show. They never got to it. I mean, because I mean, back when we did our Face in the Past um, segment, we even mentioned the fact that in the beginning of Ant Man, we see Shield, but it's after it's already been around for right. at least a few years. Yeah. So yes, ABC, Disney, Fox, bring back those two shows. Yeah. At least give us an ending. Yes. Or just create the show Tracker Dude and Portal Girl. That would do too. That'd be good as, yes. as well. But yeah, so I mean, they eventually save Marcus. He's cured of whatever craziness they had been put under. Yep. And Alice actually says that she's actually going to go find herself. And when we see her walking down the subway at the end of the episode, she's roughly back to Beth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. And I always thought, roughly since the end of last season, when Alice still thought that Kate was alive, which we found out technically she was, just different actress, mm-hmm. but she still looked a lot like Kate. But I could tell, just especially from that emotion right there, there was definitely still some of Alice in there. Mm-hmm. Because roughly, well, a little bit of Beth's still in there, not Alice. But just the fact that roughly in season one, we never saw Alice really get all that emotional. Right. Except when she decided to kill Mouse. Yeah. Which was kind of nice to see Mouse in this past episode. Yeah, I not see him in a while. Well, not, not this past episode, but the, the episode before. One, yeah. But... Now, I know roughly we've had way less seasons of Batwoman than Legends, but with this season finale, would you rate it? I'm going to go 7, 7 out of 10. I'd have to say probably 7, just because unlike other season finales, which this is probably the lowest I've given a season finale since season 6 finale of Flash. Just because, yes, I still understand it wasn't meant to be the season right, finale, right. but it still wasn't good. <laughs> no. But now that the multiverse may be coming back into existence, do you think we'll have any other Wells or any other type mentors on Flash? I don't know. I don't know if he's going to come, or Wells will come back, or, or someone else will come in. I don't because know. I know Tom Cavanaugh, of, of course, technically left the show. Mm-hmm. But I think I left it open to make cameos if needed. Mm-hmm. Which I'd kind of like to see Harry again, honestly. He was probably my favorite Wells out of all of them. Yeah. Which still makes me question, in season 7 premiere, how was HR there if he was already dead? I don't know. There's, there's, <laughs> I've got a lot of questions about that, I know. that show. And we have even more plot holes now that we'd like to see uncovered at some point. Right. But I would technically have to give this one a seven just because, I mean, just like this one of this season finale of Legends, there wasn't really a whole lot of action. Mm-hmm. I mean, Legends, their main action was at the very end of the episode. Yeah. But, yeah, so 
I mean, but now it just depends on if they get renewed, which we'll know that more or less around May. Yeah, well, yeah, sometime between now and May. Because we already know there's been early renewals for other shows, but nothing really no, heard. Nothing of the of the shows we cover. But I know the renewal of Nancy Drew is a little concerning just because they were on a Friday this past yeah, season. That's the death day. But, well, I believe that's everything for this week. Yep. So, right now I don't have my entire schedule for next week, except for the fact that I know I open tomorrow, close Sunday, and then open Tuesday and Wednesday. So, I would say, well, we'll let you know on the group page when we're going to record again. Yeah. Because I should hopefully know my schedule hopefully early next week. So that that's everything to catch us back up with these two weeks. And just a reminder, Flash will be back next week. Mm-hmm. So as of next week, we'll only have Naomi, Superman, and Lois, and Flash to cover until Moon Knight makes its premiere on Disney Plus March 30th. Right. Unless he wants to cover Power Rangers as well, which season two of Dino Fury is currently on Netflix. <laughs> but... We'll take a talk, maybe talk about that in a later episode. So that's our show. So as we always say, keep your eyes peeled, ears open, and stay heroic. Bye. Bye.